Welcome to Daily Dose of Random. I am your host, Channing Smith. This is the podcast where you may know the title or topic of discussion, but you will rarely know where our adventure will take us. Wherever you are, whoever you are, I'm sure you'll find something in this episode that will make you curious about the world around you. So sit back, relax, drink some water, or eat some snacks, and join me as we dive into episode one. What if you could travel anywhere? What if you could travel anywhere? When I was in seventh grade, my math teacher, Mr. Walker, who is my third favorite teacher of all time, challenged us to plan a vacation. Us, being irresponsible 12-year-olds, went crazy over where we were going to go. Some of us decided to stay within the U.S., while others went to faraway lands across the globe. Like I said, Mr. Walker is a math teacher, so of course math had to be involved, which I didn't mind because I love mathematics. So he gave us a budget. That's right, my 7th grade math teacher, who often showed Shark Tank in class and had us dissect the deals in however we saw fit, gave us a budget of $5,000. You were allowed to pair up with a partner if you choose to do so, meaning you had $10,000 to spend collectively. We had to consider everything for our trip. Transportation, lodging, food, activities, and souvenirs. Of course, you could go to Japan, for example, but the cost alone to fly there and back would eat into your budget quite heavily. At the time of writing this script, a plane ticket to Japan one month out from today's date would cost nearly $2,200 after taxes and fees, assuming I would be there a week. Another thing we had to consider was lodging. If you went somewhere domestic, the transportation costs could be minimal, meaning the length of your trip could be astronomically longer since you have more budget to work with. If we work with the Japan example, you could buy a nice hotel room for about $50 to $75 a night. Not bad for the largest city in the world. You could eat better food, enjoy more activities, and buy more widgets from the airport. Yippee! In addition, Mr. Walker made us go as far as converting our U.S. currency to the local currency, which was smart of him because it got us excited about something as mundane as international currency conversion rates. And at this point, you may be wondering, Channing, what if you could travel anywhere? Where would you go? Well, I have two very different answers to this question. The first answer was the location I chose for my 7th grade math project, Australia. Ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to go to Australia. I'm not sure why to be honest, but my 12-year-old self would be bawling his eyes out if he ever knew Australia was no longer my dream destination, which it is not. Within the project, I planned hot air balloon rides over Melbourne, multiple shows at the Sydney Opera House, steak dinners, breakfast buffets, Michelin star meal tastings, and buying an entire wardrobe once I got there. I can't remember how long I planned the trip for, but it was a pleasure to know I was finally able to live up my dream, even if it was just within a school project. So what about you? If I were to give you $5,000 to go anywhere in the world, where would you go? Some of you listening would love to go to Australia. Some of you, New Zealand, to walk the Mordor Trail. Maybe you'd go to New York City and watch Saturday Night Live live, or Los Angeles and look at your favorite celebrity star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Maybe you'd spend your nights in Paris and kiss a special someone under the Eiffel Tower, or maybe you would take a trip to Buckingham Palace in London and watch the guards in their funny hats. Perhaps you'd spend your days at a winery in Italy tasting wines and cheeses that have been carefully crafted by families of artisans over generations. If you're like me, there is one place in the world above all.
It's a country like no other. It's the home of the Rolex, Nestle, Toblerones, and the Matterhorn. They are a proud population of 8.5 million people famous for chocolate, neutrality, and one of only two countries in the world that have a square flag. That's right, you guessed it, the Vatican City. Home of Pope Frank- I'm just kidding, it's, it's Switzerland. From the beautiful Swiss Alps to the thousand-year-old architecture, Switzerland is truly magnificent. So let me tell you all about it. Originally founded under the federal charter of year 1291, Switzerland has always been a mixing pot of different cultures. With Italy to the south, France to the west, Germany to the north, and Liechtenstein and Austria to the east, there are four national languages of Switzerland. In fact, 63% of the population speaks German, 23% speaks French, 8% speaks Italian, and half a percent speaks Romanche. Swiss cuisine often consists of food found in Germany, France, and Italy as well. You can often find fondue in Switzerland, since it was invented there in the 17th century. Also, I was curious to know what the Swiss call Swiss cheese. To my surprise, they don't just call it cheese. They have a traditional name, which I will try not to butcher. It's Emmental or Emmentaler, and uh, outside of that one, uh, Gruyere was also first made in Switzerland, which is one of my favorite cheeses, which is a huge plus, because I like cheese. Now, I could go on and on about the over 700-year-long history of this fantastic country, but let's get back to the root of why I'm talking about them in the first place. Switzerland is my dream vacation spot, and has been for multiple years now. But why? Well, let me tell you in the form of redoing my 7th grade school project. So, I'm going to set some rules to say true to the roots. You already know the first one, a $5,000 budget. Second, I have to plan at least three big activities while I'm there. Those are subjective, so if you're doing this challenge yourself, use your own discretion for what it means to be a quote, big activity. Third, I'm going to force myself to leave within the next eight weeks to limit the prices of flights to something realistic. Obviously, I could plan this vacation years down the road, and the prices to fly would dramatically decrease, but for the sake of this project, I'll be leaving within the next two months. Lastly, in this imaginary universe, don't worry about things like planning around your work schedule or having to leave early back home because you have a wedding to go to. This is a stress-free thought experiment, so have fun with it. My challenge for you is to do this yourself. Give yourself a budget, make yourself some rules, and see what comes of it. Finally, here is my dream vacation. Starting from today, I will need to familiarize myself with various cultural changes. First off, I only speak English fluently. Now, I don't intend to, nor do I expect, to gain fluency in another language in the next six weeks. However, I took French in high school, which I seriously enjoyed. I believe in the next six weeks I could familiarize myself with more French vocabulary and some basic German vocabulary to gain a better grasp of basic communication. I think tourists have a distinct obligation to at least make the effort of learning the language of the country they're visiting, because expecting everyone everywhere to speak English is blatantly ignorant. Again, I don't expect to have anywhere near French or German fluency, but learning enough to keep me out of trouble would be nothing but wise. Another thing that would be important is familiarizing myself with local laws and understanding common tourism traps. Unfortunately, this is common nearly everywhere in Europe, and Switzerland is no exception when it comes to common wrongdoings towards tourists. I will be leaving in about six weeks from today's date, on September 18th. Flying on American, I'll have one layover in Philadelphia where I will then have a direct flight to Zurich. 
If you know anything about Switzerland, most people think that Zurich is actually the capital, but that's actually not true. The capital of Switzerland is Bern, which is a less industrialized city about 100 kilometers away. Regardless, Zurich will be my home base for the next 12 days as I enjoy the best of what Switzerland can offer, before I return to America in the early morning of September 30th. I'll have a layover in Philly once again to connect me to my home airport. The flight will cost a total of $970.06. Before I get too far, I should mention that all of the prices that I mention for the rest of my trip will be in USD. I've already converted the cost of everything from Swiss francs and other various currencies I will need during my trip, which helped me stay under budget. During my 12-day stay, the first five nights will be in a dorm-style hostel with other travelers, who hopefully speak English. If they don't speak English, which is very likely, I hope they speak French or German and my preparation can come in handy. Maybe I could even teach them a little bit of English. Who knows? These five nights are mainly for exploration— exploring the lives of the travelers I will meet, the nightlife, and the city itself. At least, that's the hope. The hostel is called the Zurich Youth Hostel, which advertises itself mainly towards people my age, which is good. The hostel all-in will cost $317.32, which includes breakfast, free Wi-Fi, and laundry when I need it. After those five nights are finished, I'll be staying in a little bit nicer of a place at a four-star hotel in downtown Zurich called Dormero Hotel Zurich. That will be from the 24th to the end of my trip on September 30th. The hotel will cost $626.13, bringing my flight and lodging total to $1,913.51. From the airport to my hostel and hotel and anywhere else I need to go throughout the country, I will be renting a Swiss travel pass for 15 days. This is actually the best purchase I will make on the trip because it includes unlimited trips on buses, trains, and discount tickets for later activities. This pass will be $320 flat, which brings my total to $2,233.51. Now to the fun stuff. First off, I budgeted $60 a day for food and drinks, which is $15 more than the average cost for tourists traveling to Switzerland per day. The reason for the overbudget is because if I'm going to be in my dream vacation country, I'm going to be balling out for every meal. This costs $720, which brings my running total to $2,953.51. During my stay in the beautiful and scenic country of Switzerland, I planned seven different activities. First of which, I decided to book a six-course Michelin-starred meal at the Maison Menesse. According to Michelin, quote, This restaurant with a trendy, urban vibe offers informal yet proficient service in a pub-like setting, where the modern menu surprise offers vegetarian, vegan, or all-you-can-eat options. There's also a small a la carte menu, plus some great wines and interesting alcohol-free alternatives. I'll be attending the Maison Experience for dinner, which includes both wine tasting and other innovative alcoholic beverages, alongside the nourishment so delectable it'd be an insult to simply call it food. This outstanding one Michelin star restaurant led by head chef Benjamin Plaschek, hopefully I did not butcher that, is a sustainable wonder of the Zurich city I can't wait to visit. All in, this meal will cost $260.71, bringing our total to $3,214.22. One of the most outstanding and notable parts of Switzerland is a major part of why I want to visit there at all. The Swiss Alps span 750 miles, covering a roughly 80,000 square miles of pure, rocky beauty. And what better way to experience the Swiss countryside than with one of the most notable scenic train rides in the world, the Glacier Express. 
The Glacier Express is a half-day-long trade ride from the southern cities of St. Moritz to Zermatt. Since this is my dream vacation, I upgraded to Excellence Class, which guarantees a window seat with coffee, juice, champagne, a regional seven-course meal included with wine accompaniment, tea time in the afternoon with goodies, snacks throughout the day, and an available concierge on board. The best part is, I will be going both ways. I'll be going from St. Moritz to Zermatt, and Zermatt to St. Moritz. Which does double the price of this escapade, but if you look at pictures online, I can't help but guarantee you'll agree with me why this is worth it. This is the most expensive activity I booked, costing a total of $758.68, bringing our total to $3,972.90. For my third activity, I will be guided through the countryside in the heart of the Bernese Oberland. TripAdvisor describes it as such. Step into a world of Swiss mountains and chocolate box villages on this day trip from Zurich. You'll explore Interlaken and Grinderwald at your own pace. After free time to explore Interlaken's lively downtown, you'll take a public train with your guide to Grinderwald, where hiking trails and alpine visits await. Thanks, TripAdvisor, for that incredible description. Picturesque views, talking with locals, and spending time in the nature of Switzerland is really what this trip is about for me. Transportation will be covered, but lunch will not be in this adventure. But that's okay, because this day trip includes visiting one of the most quaint cities there is, with restaurants, bars, and pubs spotted around. This will cost about $130, bringing my trip total to $4,102.90. Don't get too caught up in the village, because visiting a cattle farm is next. This eye-opening adventure will set me back only $30, but it includes tours of the farm, greetings with the farmers, and cheese tastings. It's a small activity, but it provides a unique perspective into the world of those who prefer a simple life over the industrial world that is large cities. Plus, cows are adorable, especially when you accompany them into the Swiss landscape. I mean, who doesn't agree with that? This brings the total to $4,132.90. Outside of watches and cheese, Switzerland is a huge exporter of chocolate as well. There are many opportunities for trying Swiss chocolate, but I thought it would be best to schedule a chocolate tour known as the Swiss Chocolate Adventure with Lindor. This experience is long, but it covers the history of how chocolate has been integrated into the Swiss culture, chocolate tastings, a make-your-own-chocolate class, exclusive Lindor chocolate flavors, and smells that have been described as heavenly by me. I described it as heavenly. When I imagine what heaven would smell like, I literally think it would smell similar to a Swiss chocolate factory. The best part is, this experience would only set me back about $65, bringing our trip total to $4,197.90. If you know me, you know that I am a huge nerd. One of the most nerdy things is a nuclear research center that so happens to be located in Switzerland. It is one of the most outstanding and advanced research centers in the world, and it's called in French, so please excuse my terrible accent, Conseil European pour la Recherche Nucléaire or CERN, C-E-R-N, for short. Here, physicists and engineers at CERN use the world's largest and most complex scientific instruments to study the basic constituents of matter, fundamental particles. Subatomic particles are made to collide together at close to the speed of light. The process gives us clues about how the particles interact and provides insights into the fundamental laws of nature. We want to advance the boundaries of human knowledge by delving into the smallest building blocks of our universe.
That quote is from CERN's website, and I encourage you to check it out if you're interested in learning more about how particles are able to be accelerated to 99.997% the speed of light, or roughly 299.8 million meters per second. CERN provides tours for an affordable $50, bringing our total to $4,247.90. For my seventh and final activity, I decided to book another day trip from Zurich into the mountainside with lakeside views. Viator, a TripAdvisor company, describes this as such. On this full-day alpine excursion, escape Zurich and spend a glorious day in the Lake Lucerne area, exploring Mount Rigi, known as the Queen of the Mountains, and the picturesque lakeside town of Lucerne. This tour is mostly made up of free time and self-guided activities. Your guide will be with you from Zurich to Weges at the foot of the mountain, and then you're free to explore the mountain and Lucerne at your leisure. Ride an aerial cable car and a cogwheel train, take in stunning views over the Swiss Alps, and enjoy a boat ride on Lake Lucerne. It's a full day of gorgeous scenery and mountain delights. End quote. I'm not even going to attempt to write my own explanation for this activity because I am already smiling from ear to ear hearing Viator's description. This is one of the most pricey activities I booked, setting me back just about $150, bringing our total to $4,397.90. For the rest of the budget, a firm $602.10 will be used for any gratuities, souvenirs, or other fun purchases I make along the way. I'm not sure how much any of that will cost, but I'm certain I will make it work in my dream vacation country of Switzerland. Like I mentioned earlier, I encourage you to do this project yourself. Ask yourself and others, if you could go anywhere in the world with a $5,000 budget, where would you go? If you do work through this project, email me at dailydoseofrandompodcast at gmail.com. I'll make sure to reply, and you may just be featured in a later episode. If you're still listening, I appreciate the time you've taken out of your day to listen to my thoughts on this thought experiment. This is the first episode of many I plan to make, each one with a unique spin on various topics. If you enjoy this type of commentary, make sure to join me on next episode, where I will be dissecting another question. What if you were a kid again? Have a great day.